What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bill Dawes. Are you taking a shit? What's what's going on here? I know, it looks like I'm, I'm in a bathroom. You're, you're, are you really in a bathroom? Yeah. That, that, they, I'm telling you, man, the most professional podcast of all time. Uh, <laughs> now, you're on set? I, I was on set, and I was waiting because I thought we had an earlier one, but uh, then I was like, oh, shit. Then I felt like I can't be a loser just hang out in my dressing room for the next three hours. So, you, <laughs> no, are you in, uh, in uh, New York or Boston? I'm in New York, yeah. Nice. So I'm in the one that will be with uh, the TV show with Ethan Hawke, right? Or no, it's uh, Kevin Bacon, but kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. It's uh, called City on, City on a Hill. I'm happy. Which, I thought you were gonna be, they were going to kill your character off. They did, but they brought me back because I guess they felt like something didn't track or my character, I don't know, something didn't work. So I, I thought I'd come back and get to do scenes with Kevin Bacon, but I just came back and I just, same actor. I just I mean, I, I tried to pick up on his girlfriend in front of him. I guess they probably did. came back to life? No, no, no. This is like the, a, an earlier episode. So I, I didn't get paid for a new show. They actually tried not to pay me. They're like, well, it's the same show, so we should get paid. I'm like, no, I'm flying in for this shit. Oh, my God. Oh, they're trying to like, oh, that's crazy. Well, whatever, man. You're acting. Uh, you're, 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 you're killing the game, man. I mean, it's like you're one of, uh, you know, you're working with Kevin Bacon. I mean, how cool is that, dude? Kevin Bacon's one of my favorite actors ever. I told you that story. I heard he goes to... Every time he goes to a wedding or a bar mitzvah, he'll pay the DJ to not play Footloose. Because there's always that funny guy who's like, hey, play Footloose. And then everyone circles around him. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> how annoying that would be? Uh, like, yeah. go and like everyone wants to. I would like, I, you know, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, no, listen, do not. So uh, anyway, so what's going on? How was your uh, life? What did you do for Super Bowl? Um, I was, uh, I was hanging at Jerry Pivens, you know, just kind of watching it with, with, you know, there's nothing. I wasn't, I wasn't cool enough to get invited to the game. But you so, were at Jeremy's house watching it? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds yeah, fun. Right. Nice. Um, what'd you do? Uh, I watched it at home. I was my, with my wife and my daughter and I, I tried to explain to her football and <laughs> your uh, wife or your daughter both uh my little three-year-old she's like daddy um why are they all wearing pacifiers i'm like no those are mouth guards but they kind of do look like pacifiers right um and then it was hardest to like tell her like the 10 yards because she has no distance you know like I can't yeah, see yeah. so i'm like they see the yellow thing they're trying to get to the yellow line that keeps you know going away because it's not really yeah. the line there so it's hard to i'm like they're trying to get in the end zone and then they were dancing she likes when they, they would dance the guys would dance and the, that was funny like why are they all dancing you know kind of thing um did she but, get it by the end or is she still confused she kind of gets it she doesn't understand like why like she gets they can't drop it 
and she gets people trying to tackle them, but she doesn't really 100% get, like, the quarterback. I mean, it's a hard fucking thing to, to explain. It is. Does she ever go, oh, Dad, look, a double leg? Um, she knows how to do a double leg. She could do a heel-toe knee really well uh, as far as, like, setting up the double, but she won't do it in public. Only when I'm Did she recognize when a, a, a cornerback tackles someone? It was like, oh. Kind of. Dude, there's a there's – a, I actually went to – my the kids that I used to coach, they had um, their high school tournament, and they're just like seven kids won the regionals, and then six out of the seven were kids that I used to coach. So I went to Wild, oh, wow. and that was awesome. But two kids joined the team this year. They didn't join because of some of the both we know. But that's a whole other thing. Um, but they they joined this year, and one kid one kid's just a monster. I mean, he's he's pinned like nineteen out of twenty kids. I had him for three years. Oh. Basically, he just gets down and just tackles the fuck out of somebody. I mean, he's just that explosive, you know. But the other kid was sort of going over underhooks and, and getting thrown. I'm like, hey, man, you play football, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you're going to play college next year? Yeah, for Long Beach State. I'm like, how many tackles have you made in your life, you think, in practice? A thousand? 2,000, 10,000, well, let me see two. Fucking just go out there and tackle this fucking kid. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, especially at heavyweight, that's sort of Oh, like, yeah. You know, I mean, there was a kid one time, his first day, this little black kid, I'm like, okay, he came to the match, he had one practice. I'm like, dude, get in the three-point stance and just tackle the kid and let him up. And he, dude, I felt so bad for the other kid who wrestled like the whole year from Harvard Westlake. He literally just like, his name was Taekwon. And he just like, and he like wrapped him. He didn't even like have his elbows in. He basically just like wrapped the kid. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, and he won like, you know, 19 to eight or something. And he's like, so I don't have to learn any moves? I'm like, no, no, this is not going to work on any kid that's actually good. But, uh, but yeah, so that was uh, so that that was that was crazy. The funny about the Super Bowl is watching a couple things. The funniest was uh, first of all, anytime anyone bets on the national anthem, you know, if the person's black, bet the over because there's no oh, way. Oh, you mean time wise? Yeah, like yeah. you're an idiot if the, you know the person's gonna like c- come on, like they're gonna they're gonna sing the fuck out of it. Number one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number two, a couple years ago, remember uh, Christina Aguilera was doing it. And yeah. she like messed up the words. I remember hearing the radio thing and I'm like, I'm listening to it. I'm like, those aren't the words. And the, and the announcer was like, man, right now there's not a dry eye in the stadium. And someone's like, the other guy goes, yeah, I think they're crying because she forgot the words. <laughs> like said that on the air. <laughs> die. Uh, but my favorite in, in the football game is when I don't watch a lot of football. I only watch like, you know, the playoffs, but they'll yeah. go through the guys and no one got to be like, you know, you know, Mark is short from, uh, you know, Iowa State. The other guy would be like, you know, Stephen Littleman from, uh, you know, North Nebraska. And then they'll be like, some guy would be like, Connor McCetera, like Paul Revere Middle School. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, at that point, can he just skip it? Does he, just, does he have to say Paul Revere Middle School? <laughs> <laughs> does that mean that he just never went to college? He got drafted oh, the high, never finished high school. Like, the dude never, like... You don't have I didn't to know that was possible. Yeah, you could just try out uh, when you're like in your 20s or like if you're a good athlete. And, you know, dude, the dude said, Parker Middle School, I was fucking <laughs> dying. And like, and you could, I, I, I was like, oh my God. Like, that I was. I looked all embarrassed. He's like, Parker Middle School. Like, 
Oh, no, he was laughing. He, you could tell he was just like, whatever, I'm making millions of dollars playing fucking football. Like, fuck all you guys for, for fucking trying it. I'm just like, Kinko's. I was working at Kinko's before I got drafted. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was, I was dying. Um, dude, there was a kid, I, I was like, it was cool seeing like the kids that I used to coach in middle school and now in high school. A lot of them now were like apologizing to me like, hey man, sorry for being a dick all those years, you know? Dude, this one kid, Caden, tall blonde hair kid like good looking kid he like uh he would paint his nails you know just like he would just say like just a funny just a strange kid so he was in the finals and his dad who's like a, a younger dad is yelling at him and he's yelling dad things like pin him pin him like you know while they're standing dude the kid was like beating him he was down like 10 to 5 or something and he goes shut up dad like during the middle school match <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And then he came back and won too, which made it even worse. <laughs> but I couldn't believe he said, shut up, dad, to his dad. Uh, I mean, did the dad shut up for the rest of the match? Yeah, his dad did shut up. His dad was embarrassed about the whole thing. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, love that. Yeah, the dad was giving some shitty advice, but, but you can't <laughs> say shut up, dad, to your. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, it obviously motivated him. Dude, I so. There was like two different mats going on at the same time. And uh, they're like, hey, Adam, can you step in? And, and meanwhile, my wife's like mad that I'm like, my, I have a day off and I'm like going to watch kids. But I haven't seen these, you know. So I, yeah. I, I, I go there and uh, she says, um, and one of the kids that was wrestling, I never seen before. I, I didn't have him as a kid. It was just a high school kid. So I'm like, I go to the kid next to me. I'm like, uh, what is he good at? <laughs> Like, I'm literally working this kid's corner. I've never seen him wrestle before. I have no idea what this kid's move is or what. So I'm just like, hand control. I'm saying the most generic shit of, like, low stance, you know. And the kid, the kid won and thanked me, but I had nothing to do with that. You know, it was just yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely nothing. You mean, do you have like, any kids that you coach that are, like, really good now, like in college or anything? I had one kid went to uh, – he went to – I had one kid go to Division One. Um, I coached him for one year in eighth grade, a kid named uh, Peanut, and he ended up going to Purdue Wrestling. Um, but then when COVID happened, they, they dropped a third of the scholarships. So now he's at uh, sure. San Francisco State. Uh, a couple kids made it – a lot of kids made it to state. Um, I got one kid now who's a sophomore who's this kid, uh, James Van Wagen, and that, the sky's the limit for this kid, you know. Um, but wrestling's a weird sport, man. A lot of times, like – the kid that I think is like, this kid's going to win the whole thing. He, he doesn't do it. Like he's got too many, yeah, yeah. he's got too many options, you know, like girls, pussy or one kid, yeah. Harvard, Harvard Westlake, which is like a, a really good school out here. Like a, if you don't know it, it's like they, you know, it's $50,000 a year, $60,000. They were like, Hey, we can help get your kid into Harvard Westlake. If you haven't played, if you haven't played football. So I, I was like, Hey, try for the football team. Now he's playing football in college again. Like he just basically, you know, but a lot of times, um, yeah, I got, I got, but this year I had a really good, I had, they had a solid, solid team. I mean, they just six kid ones, six, seven kids won the regional. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it's still so stupid. There was one kid that was wrestling in the, in the tournament. He had, a, I want to say it's cerebral palsy and he wrestled the kid and the kid was beating him, but like letting him do moves. Like, uh -huh. like he still wanted to win the other kid, but it was obvious like what was going on. And then everyone applauded that kid. And then 
the other kid got his hand raised. We, well, you have to raise your own hand now because of COVID. And also, sometimes, like, and, and you can't shake hands at the end. You can have a complete wrestling match. You, yeah. You're sweating on the guy, and, and every pore is on it, but you can't shake hands. But the, anyway, the, the kid who had uh, cerebral palsy raised his own hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, fuck it, you know? Um, did, he, did, did he mean to do that, or was that like a spasm? No. No, he meant to do it. He like legit, like, I don't know if, I don't I think he just felt like a champion and he wanted to get his hand raised. I felt sort of bad for the other kid because he had to win, but not like he was a nice enough kid to just not pin the kid in 12 seconds, which is probably what I would have done. I probably would have been like, treat him like no one else. And so this kid was nice enough to, because I don't know, I would have been scared that I, the kid could have caught me or something. I know, can you imagine? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. And then, uh, my, meanwhile, meanwhile, yesterday, my wife, uh, she was wearing like a, like, like a short dress. We were going out for dinner. And I was like, like the, I'm like, dude, if there's wind, everyone's going to see your butt. Like, what, what are you? And she's like, whoa, it'll be your lucky day. I'm like, no, I get to see your butt every day. Like, my, I go, you know, that's my butt. And then my daughter goes, daddy, you already have a butt. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's true. I do have a butt. I, yes, that's. You know, she said, she said, and then you tell your daughter you're just expressing ownership over a woman in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and that feminism is dead. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? That's right. That's 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 what I should say. I was like, who's gonna be your Valentine in class? Violet. She goes, everybody. I'm like, oh no. Like, daughter is is a very she, she is very pretty girl. She's gonna be a, a very pretty adult. I mean, uh, you never know. Sometimes you see the cutest kids ever, and they don't grow in very well. And sometimes you see kids, you're like, oh, and then they're like supermodels. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Know. I mean, you never, you never, never know. Um, but you know, as long as she's happy, that's really all I care about. But now, but now she's getting to the point now where she's like, I'm the best. I was the best in class. Like I was better. And she's like, everyone likes me because I'm pretty and I'm nice. And I'm like, oh no. Like <laughs> yes, that's true uh but um because everyone's telling her how pretty and nice she is and it's smart you yeah know? So it's like what am i gonna say no you're not that so i'm like you know violet everyone is good and and it's not a competition and we're all good in our own way i'm you know, trying to yeah it's, it's it, it, that never works on kids it's always it's like you, you don't realize it's not a competition until you're like 70 and they're like oh shit it wasn't a competition what was they doing my entire life <laughs> Anyway, did you watch the fights? Um, yeah, oh, gosh, I was which which fights? Oh, this, yeah, the Whitaker versus. Uh, oh yeah, Australia. I did, I did, yeah. You no, know, people are saying that Robert Whitaker won that fight. I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, Israel Adesanya. Now it was a boring fight. He did well, just just enough to win, but, but I he had takedowns. I mean, Whitaker had like three take three or four takedowns. Yeah, he got dropped like twice That's true. for a second. He, was, he couldn't really get in. Uh, he didn't land any damage. He didn't hurt. I mean, he landed a kick or two, but I, it, I don't know. I didn't, maybe, I didn't think that fight. I mean, it was, it was unanimous. And didn't one score like 49, 46? Yeah, I don't, I mean, Whitaker's going around saying, I won the fight. And I'm like, uh, oh, yes? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's clear robberies and then there's even closer. I would almost say that Colby Covington was a draw against yeah. Usman versus than that. I just didn't see how he, that fight. It was close enough. He didn't get like wiped out, 
but I didn't see where he won the fight. Maybe he gave yeah. him a round or two. Maybe you give him a round yeah. or two. Maybe he won like- And, and they also, I mean, the, the kind of unspoken rule is that if you're the champion, it's um, the, the challenger has to take it from the champion. If right. all things being considered, like if it's a draw, the champion is going to win. A hundred percent. I think people are, are like nuts. I, th I think people just wanted, they just wanted him to win, you know? Um, yeah. I thought the Black Beast quit. Uh, that, do you watch that? I don't know. Yeah. It, maybe I'm crazy. That made me sad. Maybe I'm crazy, but it, this dude, it does seem like with the Mark Hunt fight and the other fight, Cyril Gunn, if, I feel like he's sort of a bully uh, where if he, he'll either fuck you up and, or he just lately, he doesn't, he even said he doesn't like fighting. He's just yeah. good at fighting. He doesn't like training. He's just, well, how else is he going to make this kind of money that quick? Um, yeah. I mean, he's a charismatic guy. We like him. And when he wins, he, it's a lot of times he's getting dominated and he just catches the guy. Or he, mm -hmm. even with Curtis Blades where he catches him coming in with a knee or something. I mean, it, it did seem like he got hit with an elbow and he got hit again. But the way he face planted, he sort of caught himself a little bit. And I don't mm -hmm. think... So you don't think he was knocked out? Man, I watched it like 10 times. It seemed like it was like a half dive. Like he really got hurt and he really got hit. And don't get me wrong, that guy fucking hits hard. But it did seem like he was like, get me the fuck out of here. And, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But it did seem like the way he landed, like even when, when Woodley landed, he, he landed, he didn't brace his fucking fall. Yeah, boom, yeah. Whereas, like, he sort of caught himself going in. And, yeah, his eyes did look a little bit, like, going back. But the, the other guy even said, I didn't hit him that hard. I, I, I didn't feel like I hit him that hard. I don't know, man. I mean, I, you hate to call someone a quitter because he did get hit and he did get elbowed. But it, something seemed a little strange about the whole thing. And, yeah. and, and I watched it, like, ten times in slow motion. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I don't want to think. Have, has anyone ever been busted for throwing a fight in the UFC? No, but I, I've talked to pro fighters that said there are times where they want out and they let the guy sink the, the choke in. Like they're uh -huh. just like they're like they're done. They're, 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 I don't think it's not necessarily that they didn't throw the fight. Uh, there, there's a couple fights though. Um, there's a Mark Coleman fight in Pride that was crazy. I mean. It was it was weird. And there's a couple fight where I forgot who he fought, but it was some fight that you're just like, what? Uh, he got caught in like a leg lock. Uh, Mike Trezano, did you see that that Mark Coleman fight back in Pride where it looked like it was a fix? I forgot who. Yeah. It was. Right. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, shit. Oh, because yeah. because Bill Bill Dawes, the very funny comic, asked if there was ever a fight where we thought it was a fix. We're talking about the Black Beast fight last week. And I don't, I don't know if he threw the fight, but it did seem like when he fell, he kind of braced himself. And he did seem like he wanted out of there. Not that, I mean, who, who, who wouldn't want out of there when you got a huge guy punching in the face, um, in the face. But did, did that seem a little, a, little, a little off to you? Yeah, I mean, when I when watched the replay, it did kind of look like he just gave up. It didn't look like he got knocked out cold. Yes. And it wasn't that type of fall. Um, but I, I can't see Derek Lewis throwing a fight, especially in his hometown. Yeah. I mean, I just think a lot of times he was just like, get me. I mean, I don't think he wants to fight. I think he's really good at fighting. I think he's great at fighting. 
But it, he even says, he's like, I hate this shit. He hates training. Yeah. He's dieting. He hates going to the gym. He likes knocking people out because that's probably fun for him. He doesn't like it really getting hit. He doesn't really <laughs> do what it, doesn't, what it takes to be there. And it, it's kind of sad because you wonder if he actually gave it his best. But that's something you can't teach. And in some cases, I feel bad for a guy who, who's so good at something who doesn't necessarily want to do it. That's You know what? Uh, I think he's at a point where he realizes he's not going to get a title shot. And he's kind of just content with making a few more paychecks. Yeah. And I think that's just where he's at. He's almost like guarding the throne in a sense. You want a title shot, you got to beat him at this point. Makes sense. Now, how are you feeling? Uh, What's going on with you? I I feel great, man. Um, I thought I broke my ribs in the first round of my fight. Hit me with a front kick. Fucked me up. I obviously didn't show it, but that bothered me the whole fight. But I felt good. I Honestly, I thought it was a pretty close fight, even though it was a unanimous decision. He just out – he just threw more than I threw. That's pretty much it. If I threw two shots, he threw four. And that's why I, he won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good fight. I thought that you had him rock a little bit in the second. I yeah, don't, I hit him with a left hook. Did you, did you know you had him hurt? Yeah, I did. Um I just got to fucking let my hands go more. I, I, back to the drawing board. That's it. <laughs> you know, this game is unforgiving. <laughs> and also, he was kicking you. I mean, how many – could you walk the next day? He kicked you so many times, uh, but you just walked through it. Uh, my calf is fine. It was a little swollen, but it never was something that was causing me issue in the fight, and I was fine afterwards. Yeah, it was a little swollen, a little tight, but that's it. It wasn't like I needed crutches for the next two days, which I've had Muay Thai fights where I got kicked like that and I couldn't walk for a week. It wasn't like that. So, I, I mean, I was fine. He didn't really – the only thing he really hit me with that hurt me was he hit me with a front kick in the first round, thought I broke my ribs. Thank God they're not, but they still fucking hurt. Like when I sneeze – it feels like someone's stabbing me. <laughs> oh, God. Were you having trouble getting your breath during the fight? Like getting a full breath? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did have a lot of adrenaline, so it wasn't as bad during the fight, but it, it did hurt. Like normally when I get hit, you, you kind of brush it off. And that one I felt the whole time. It didn't go away. Your jab looked great. Your jab looked great. Um they were, the commentators were saying that they wish you would kind of do more of a one-two. It seemed like a lot of times when you were getting it going, he, he just closed the distance and sort of hugged you against the cage. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, he did a good job of, like, anytime I was trying to set something up, he would just jam me up and hold me and get in the clinch. Um, I, I, look, I, I think my biggest thing, I was talking to my coaches, is that, I, the inactivity is just crippling. Like I, I've been trying to fight as much as possible, but just obviously like a couple of years ago, I was out for a while with injury and then I was supposed to fight in October and then Chess Skelly got hurt. So that got scratched and they've been booking fight cards left and right. So there was nothing available until February. So I had, to, I had to take that. So, I, I mean, I'm trying to get a quick turnaround. Um, 
hoping like something in May or something like that. So we'll see. Well, you're right there. I mean, listen, I mean, you won the ultimate fighter. You came out of nowhere. By the way, I, I watched that fight with the ultimate fighter. You had the whole crowd yelling, Mike, how many Italian friends and family, they all went to Vegas? <laughs> there, I, I definitely had over a hundred people that flew out to Vegas for that fight between friends, family. Like I had my cousins and a bunch of their friends went to a pool party. I think it was, fuck, I forget what, what hotel it was, but their fucking bill was like 40 grand. <laughs> oh my God. Like they were just going nuts all week. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. Cause the whole crowd was like, Mike, Mike, Mike. I'm like, is this, is this in Jersey? Like, and I'm like, no, this is fucking like Vegas. Like it, my, I had family that were like, they were on the betting lines and stuff. And they're like telling people like, yo, you got to throw money on him. He's the underdog. Do it. Like they had people just, they were getting the crowd going. <laughs> then the there was one point where I, I got, he, he was trying to go for a leg lock. I was turned around. I was elbowing his ass, and the entire place is chanting, beat that ass, beat that ass. It, that, usually I don't hear the crowd. It's, like, kind of drowned out. That I heard clear. It was crazy because <laughs> you lost the first round, and I was like, oh, no. And the guy was a jiu-jitsu specialist. Uh, what's that? Joe Giannetti, Giannetti right? Giannetti, yeah. Giannetti. And he, at one point he had your, your, your own leg, like, in your face. Like, it yeah. was – how was he going for a knee bar? So he had a heel hook, and I was. It was. Um, I'm pretty sure I was in fifty-fifty, and he started turning on it. I pushed into him. I was trying to like put weight on the foot. Couldn't get it. It popped, but I just kept going. Yeah, I, wow. I, I tore my. I think it was LCL that I tore. But I, I was able to avoid surgery. I just did, like, rehab and stuff after the fight, and I was fine. Because I was like, yeah, I could tell. I'm like, how is he not – were you close to tapping or no? No, and it, it didn't hurt. I was just pushing forward, and all of, all of a sudden, like, you just – I mean, I heard it. It was like <laughs> – and then I was like, all right, fuck it. It's already gone, so I was like, keep coming. <laughs> but, it, it, but it didn't hurt, so it was weird. So Did yeah, it bruise up afterwards, like, really big? Did you get a really big bruise after? No bruise, but it was swollen. It was it was swollen. I had a hard time walking. And then in the second round, you guys were sixty nineing. Uh, yep. Literally, he's Bill. <laughs> the north game. south. You were north Dude, south. Huh? His, his <laughs> ass is in the other guy's face. Like, like he's sitting on the guy's <laughs> face. Yeah, I was. I was. We were kind of stuck because if I started turning, he was going to hit a leg lock again. <laughs> so at that point, and there was like under a minute left i was like fuck it and i just started yeah. elbowing his ass and punching his ass and stuff he's and punching the your crowd ass. is going Bottom. nuts he's getting your ass yeah they're, they're punching yeah. his assholes when you have a laylock guy you gotta put him in north south that's the only way to neutralize him for sure yeah and he he had he's got long limbs so he was very sneaky with submissions so i was like kind of just like all right fuck it i'll finish on top <laughs> that was crazy and then even the announcers were like when, his, when these guys thought they were going to be in the UFC, this is probably not what they envisioned. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. And then the third round, I, I don't know what he was doing. He just was taking the round off. Like, he just stopped. He ran the whole time. It was crazy. So then you won yeah. the ultimate fighter. Did you win 100 grand? Or what's – is that – what? it was a five-fight deal? Or what happens to the ultimate fighter? Yeah, it was a six-fight deal. Um, and then based on – you keep winning, the, the your purse goes up. If you lose, purse stays the same. 
works like that. So now, I think I, think I have like one that, more. They can still just fire you at any time though, right? You can get a six fight deal and they can cut you after two fights. Right? I, I'm, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they could do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, so then you've been winning some, losing some, winning some, losing some. So now you're, so now, but it's okay, man. You're, you're right there. Now I got to ask you're from New Jersey. Why do you have a cowboy hat? Uh, I, I, I'm super into like the Western style stuff. You know, I go hunting all the time with my family and we're just into that shit. But the, the American flag cowboy hat was actually a mistake. So uh, when I was on the show, we, they gave us like requests lists and we could write down like whatever we needed they would get it for us and it'd be like in our cabinet the next day and obviously within reason like some guys were putting some crazy shit and they were like no we're not getting that for you but uh we i had asked for a cowboy hat and an american flag uh separate (laughs) but they considered it one so when i when i saw it and they gave me an american flag cowboy hat i was kind of like all right whatever i'll just run with it (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. Now, uh, how was Stipe as a coach? He was good. Um, he, he, he brought, like, most of his coaches, and he kind of just let them take us through most of the training. You know, he was there overseeing everything and stuff, but, you know, he trusted his coaches to really take us through. And it, it was a great experience. And I think the, the best part of it was that he took us all out of the house, like, every day. Like, got our minds off of, like, the craziness going on and we're locked away in a house and like can't talk to anybody. So they, they did a good job of like taking us like we would go like go karting or we would just go to like some park and just chill outside and be humans again instead of fucking dogs locked away. You that know? was my mistake on when I was on last comic standing. I was in the house for a month. I started overthinking everything, going for my set yeah. too much super irritable hated every oh, i also went off my medication i'm on anti-anxiety <laughs> no. I, I thought i'd be more interesting if i went off my meds not the best oh, fucking, not the best definitely backfired <laughs> no i was the most like irritable fuck like leave me the fuck alone like, hi what's going on fuck you you're like i was just not how i should have been so uh that was a, a mistake that i made now i see that you train over at tiger showman now when i was a kid tiger showman was kind of a joke because it was everywhere and, uh, and it was too many Tiger Showmans. Like, it was like everybody was a Tiger Showman black belt. But I'm like, dude, you got your ass kicked by the nerd. But <laughs> your Tiger Showman is legit. Is it actual the Tiger Showman? Yes, it is. Um, Tiger Showman is, was in my corner. His brother, Ron Showman, was in my corner. And then my boxing coach, Ray Velez. Um, you know, our clientele is the average person that wants to work out, learn martial arts, how to protect himself, kids coming in to, to not be bullied anymore, build confidence, you know, so that, that you know, that 99% of the people that come in are just average people wanting to learn how to protect themselves and get in shape. You obviously get that less than 1% that come in and actually want to fight, and we got a very good fight team. Um, we get, it's a tough room for anybody when it goes down to, like, the amateurs to the lower ranked pros, the other guys in the UFC, you know, every day is a tough day. So uh, now, I, I think, the, okay, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go I ahead. Say, is the focus still a karate, like his, his style of karate, or is it just everything? No, we do everything, man. We, we evolved. We obviously were, we originated as Kyokushin karate and they used to do the forms and the wood break in, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, 
but as times change, they've, they've evolved with the times and, you know, the, our main program is kickboxing and jujitsu. You know, yeah, but when, when it comes to fight team training, we do everything. You know, we got wrestling coaches, boxing coaches, Muay Thai, you know, everything. You savages. I didn't mean to insult Tiger Showman. I, I met there with so many Tiger Showmans everywhere. It's just no, like, yeah, I mean, you always seen that too. Like, you see, oh, like Nick Dojo and like people yeah, yeah, like yeah. talking shit about it, but it is what it is. I apologize <laughs> if I insulted anybody in the Tiger no, no, no. community. Um, now, now, Jimmy Rivera is, uh, I have him on the show all the time. I love that guy. Is he, yeah. cop, is he a cop now? No. So what we've what Tiger Showman's has done is like we came out with a whole program. It's called the Guardian Program, and it's pretty much training police officers how to actually, you know, de-escalate a situation on the street when they're making arrests or something like that. You know, so I mean, it that what we're teaching them is like last resort. Like the person's really resisting. They're not. They're not coming in. You got you got to you got to take them in, but you got to do it in a way where they're not going to get screwed over because the cops literally have their hands tied behind their back trying to take care of stuff now. So wait, so the came cops up are with there. The, whole program. the cops are there. The guy they, they, they call you at the gym. You guys are like the 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 whatever like the what are the those superheroes called? Uh, the fucking those five. What are they thinking about? The five guys. Avengers? Yeah, you like the Avengers? Oh, the Avengers. Like, yeah, do you guys show up and like fucked up the criminals? Is that how it works? <laughs> That'd be awesome, but no. <laughs> so we, um, they have, we have a whole program that we established, and it's got a curriculum and everything for the police officers. So I forget how long the, the program is. Uh, I want to say it's like two, three-month program, and gives them a whole foundation of how to how to apprehend somebody without choking them or whatever like the chief of police in the town that we train at in Elmwood Park he was overseeing the program as well and kind of telling us like types of situations that they come across what they got to deal with the rules that that they have to abide by when they're taking somebody in so they've they've worked together to make a program that I think is really effective and, That's and helpful awesome. for have them. Any, have you done any uh, ride-alongs? Oh, I have not, but I would love to. <laughs> what, what's the basis of the, of the de-escalation? Is it like risk control and judo or what is it? I'm, I assume yeah. it's not striking. No, I, it's, it's very like watered down jujitsu. Like there's no, no submissions really because obviously, you know, you choke somebody and they're getting sued and whatnot and it's a whole thing. So, you know, it's, it's, more of more i'd say more wrestling based and just being able to use your body weight to control the person and to either wait for backup to come help you if, if you're by yourself or just to hold them down because yeah. i mean you see on like the show cops like these guys it's like five six cops trying to take the dude down like they have no idea what the hell they're doing the that's awesome guys that. throwing you're them making, around your guys are gonna really help out a lot like all the like the police brutality if they actually knew what they were doing oh yeah What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball, but online is your source for hockey, 
boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. And it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. I mean, hold 100%. Chance. If every single cop was trained in a basic form of martial arts, you'd see a lot less issues. But it's the guys that don't know anything, that feel like they got something to prove, and they abuse their, their power. So What about one guy, the Detroit urban police guy? That guy's out of his mind. Have you seen that guy? I, I have. <laughs> Clip. What is it? Dude, there's this guy, this black guy, Detroit Urban Police. The guy looks like he's like not in shape, and he tells you what to do. And to he pretty much just like teaching you how to catch a bullet with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. Like it's like so the bad. worst technique, but he's being serious about it, and, and that's yeah. the worst. And if people are coming to like prove him wrong. I mean, it's, it's it. They went viral, I, and now, but he's handling it very well because he's like not getting mad at anybody he's like well come to my thing and i'll show you and then like snoop dogg comes stone points the gun at him and he goes like that and he goes see i mean it's just one thing after another oh it's ridiculous i just he's gotta know it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean anyone that doesn't work are like people are dead what are they gonna say well you know i mean there's nothing it's crazy now yeah. i gotta talk to you about your girlfriend because I, I went on your instagram a very cute girl, adorable. She wants to get married, right? She, uh, the, yeah, we, we, got mar we got married in July. Oh, good. Because right. she kept posting wedding photos uh, <laughs> of you and her at weddings. I went down her timeline, and it was like, <laughs> oh, you know, you never know. Like, she kept hinting. So what made you finally do it? It was time. We've been together for almost eight years now. So Wow. It, it, now it's just legal. I mean, it's not like anything changed. <laughs> well, that sounds really creepy. So, how how old were you when you uh, how, how old were you guys when you started dating? High school? Uh, no, college. Um, I think I was like twenty one, twenty two. What, what made you wait so long? I wanted Eight a years. house and stuff, and I wanted to have my shit in order first. Yeah, that's so smart. Now, did you have any wrestling background? Did not. Played football, baseball, And lacrosse. then you started karate at like 16? Yeah. Because, but then during your fight, you said that, that the announcer said that you said you were going to make the UFC when you were 12. But. So, that they got it all screwed up, if that's what they said. <laughs> uh, when I had first started training, uh, one of our, our, uh, one of the, uh, my teammates, Louis Gaudino, was uh, doing the Ultimate Fighter. I think he was on like season fourteen. The green hair. And yeah, and uh, I told my instructor, I was like, "I'm gonna win season twenty-five of the Ultimate Fighter." And I said that back at like season fourteen. He's like, "Right, just keep training." And, you know, I, I had been in there for like a few months. He's like, "Yeah, okay, okay." You know, the typical guy that comes in is like, "Yeah, I want to fight," and then they end up not fighting. So I was like, "Yeah, season twenty-five." I was. Two off, two off. Nice. But well, I, I called it. it. Dude, it was, I mean, that was awesome. I mean, but uh, the sky's the limit. You're still a young fighter, man. Just to start competing at 16, to make the ultimate fighter at 28 and 29, I mean, that's – a lot of people start wrestling when they're five or jiu-jitsu when yeah. they're four or three. 
I mean, you had like no background. That's crazy. Nope. Just jumped into a gym and rest is history. Now, do you guys have any have any rival with uh, like the Frankie Edgar, Mark Henry guys? Uh, we actually have fought the Sarah Longo guys way more than we've fought the guys at uh, Frankie Edgar's gym. And like with like uh, Mark Henry. Yeah, Mark Henry. Um, I'd say if we had like a rival gym, it'd be Sarah Longo. <laughs> Cause right. we're always matching up with like their amateurs, our amateurs fighting. You know, when I was coming up, I, I fought a couple of guys from their gym. And, I mean, I don't think there's any bad blood, but like they have a lot of fighters. We have a lot of fighters, same area. So we always end up getting yeah, matched up. Jersey, Long Island. I mean, that's, of course. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, you know. Bridge versus tunnel. Yeah, bridge versus tunnel. Uh, now, were yep. you kind of a club guy? Did you go to the, the clubs back in New York and take ecstasy and nah. Molly and bang? Nah. Some, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate the club. I hate going to the city. I'm more of a uh, outdoors person. I like the woods. I don't like going where there's a lot of people. Uh, I hear you, man. I, dude, I, uh, yeah, I like it, man. Well, listen, Mike, you're, you're a great guy, man. Uh, can't wait for your next fight. Who do you want to fight next? I literally don't care. I tell I tell my managers, I tell my coaches, I'm like, you guys find me somebody and I'll start training. Just what about what, what about do. what about Steven Peterson? Steve Ocho. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Steve? Uh, He's right here. This is our, our no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, Mike Chisano, it was great to have you on the show, man, and have a have a great upcoming week. I uh, appreciate it, man. Anytime. <laughs> Take care, brother. Bye. Later. So we got Steve Ocho Peterson here. Uh, probably the best. Is he saying he want to fight me? Did he <laughs> say he want to fight me? <laughs> he said he said sure. He said, tell him what's up. Tell him what's up. It. I'm ready to go. To tell him how we'll come to your house right now and just jump into. Yeah, your let's do it. We'll do it for the gram. <laughs> uh, how are you, man? By the way, that fight you had was probably the best I've ever seen. One of them I've ever seen. Really? That fight was crazy. Uh, that it was nuts. It was. Bill, if you watch one fight, watch his fight from. I want to. Where would I? Where would I watch it? It'll be on ESPN Plus. It's, ESPN. Yeah, it's still up there. Check it out. They were going, but like flying cartwheels, fucking rolling, <laughs> rolling cartwheels. Like he would get hurt, the other guy would get hurt. Back and forth. Every punch was a fucking knock. Was was that was that your favorite fight? I know you didn't get the win, but it it, it could have went your way. Yeah, yeah, I, th I thought it would. Uh, it was a close fight. I mean, that was one of my top, uh, I'd say, five favorite fights. I've had a lot of fun fights, but honestly, uh, I had a blast in there. It was, it was incredible. It's just a shame there wasn't a crowd. You know, if there was a crowd, it would have been even better. Were you ever hurt in that fight? Uh, for a split second, when he hit me with the, when I was rushing in, uh, he hit me with the spinning back fist. I didn't see it. Uh, and as soon as I dropped to a knee, I bounced back. Uh, I recovered really quickly. Uh, that was the only time. And uh, I just, I was like, no, nah, you can't get me with my move. <laughs> I was like, I got to get you back. I got to get that one back. No, it was insane. It was insanity. The What's the promotion? UFC. UFC. It was UFC? Yes. It was, it. It was two weeks ago. Oh, it was fine. like, it was the greatest fight I've ever seen. It was fucking insane. It started off a little slow. First round, it built. First round wasn't yeah. as crazy. Second round was fucking bonkers. Was it fight of the night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, fight of the year so year. far. Oh, fight wow, of the year. Shit. But the problem it's was, February, here's, why, but, oh, so here's why I think you lost the fight. You didn't make weight. 
I honestly think yeah, the, man. Judges, the judges knew that. And they gave it, I think oh. that they gave it to the guy who made, honestly, when it's a close fight like that, I honestly think the judges go, well, the other guy may wait. We'll give it to him. Do you think there's any truth yeah. in that? Yeah, it definitely could have been. I mean, uh, I shot myself in the foot there. Uh, it's definitely not something I planned on doing. Uh, yeah, things things got a little bit out of hand. And, uh, my body wasn't wasn't working with me. So, you know, it happened. Is somebody getting whipped right now? I feel like there's a whipping noise. What is that noise? Oh, I'm, I'm snapping my uh, my oh. earpods. I'll stop it. <laughs> the nervous ha habit when he talks about cutting weight. No, no, yeah, yeah. You, no. you brought up a touchy subject. No, well, listen. So, like, it's like the third time you missed weight in a row. Uh, no, no. It was the second time in my second, entire career. Second time. Second time in my entire career. The problem <laughs> is it happened back to back. So... Uh, at this point, it's, uh, you know, something that I got to figure out because I've never had a problem in the past and now it's been a problem. What do you think it is? What, what do you think the problem is? Um, I, I've changed up uh, the way I train. I do a lot more explosive training, a lot more uh, sprints, whereas in the past I did a lot more grinding work. Uh, and uh, I feel like my body composition has changed. I'm a lot more... Uh, you know, uh, explosive muscle. Whereas in the past I was super lean. Uh, I'm cutting way less weight than I used to cut, but my body wasn't letting it go. My muscles were started cramping and, uh, and fighting back. So, um, it's something I'm going to have to change up in my training because, uh, my weight was low going into the, the weight cut. I was like, you know, this isn't that much weight compared to what I'm used to cutting. And then, yeah. uh, when my body started reacting that way, it's like, well, you can't go back. You are, I'm here now, and uh, I can't change the way I was training. So I think those sprints need to uh, – I need to do more long-duration stuff uh, along with the sprints to, uh, to kind of – It was like you missed by only two and a half pounds. Like, I mean, how – was your body that depleted where you just, just – it just gave up? Uh, no, yeah, I was – my muscles were cramping up. Uh, I barely made it to, uh, to the face-offs, honestly. Like, uh, behind the scenes, I was – struggling my my hamstrings my adductors were spazzing up and i was just like trying to to oh. get myself together um to get to the face-offs like even after i stepped on the scale if i would have continued to try to cut that last two pounds last three pounds i, I wouldn't have made it to the scale so it was it was one of those things where uh either i was going to go to the scale or i was going to keep trying and go to the hospital so yeah, I mean, so that's the I, thing, like, two and a half pounds, like, honestly, if it was, like, seven, eight pounds, I'd be like, you got to go to the next weight class, 55, right? But right, right. I think you're too, not that you're too small for 55, but those guys are cutting from 180, you know? Right, exactly. 190, yeah. even 200 to make 55. Jeez, and, yeah. a, and you have a skinny kind of frame, so I think that two and a half pounds, if I'm your manager, I'd be like, listen, it was two and a half pounds. The other time, it yeah. was two pounds. He can make 45. Because 55 uh, might be too big. I mean, I used to make 135. So uh, at this point, what I need to do is uh, I need to go to the UFC PI. I got to get a body composition scan. I got to have them kind of uh, tailor my my whole regimen. Uh, so uh, like Paul Felder in the, in the broadcast, he's like, or I can't believe he hasn't got professional help at this point in his career. Well, at this point, until this point, I haven't needed it. I've been able to do these things myself, even cut to 35, uh, for my whole career, I've been fighting for 14 years and now it's become an issue, not once, but twice. So obviously I need to, you know, change something I'm doing. I got to make the proper steps. So at this point 
uh, I think I'd be an idiot not to uh, to take them up on that offer and uh, go up there and and get some uh, you know professional uh, advice and uh, nutrition plans. You'll do it. You'll do it. Now it is uh, you 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 got fired of the night. But we're bringing the third time you got fired of the night, right? Uh, third time I got a bonus with the UFC or a per, you or, give yeah, your bonus to your opponent. Oh fuck! Uh, do you have a yeah, girlfriend man. or a wife? Because they're gonna be pissed, uh, right? You, <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, no, no. I'm solo. I'm oh, solo, okay. well, and uh, I don't have to. I don't have nobody to answer to but myself. Oh, and, <laughs> because your, your your girl would have killed you. She'd be like, "I yeah, would right. got new shoes, or yeah, we could have been on a vacation." And now this motherfucker's walking around with your money. Oh man. Um, yeah. No, that that definitely stings. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big lesson. It's a tough lesson to learn. You know what I mean? And uh, I, it's one that I'll never forget. Well, listen, man. I mean, I mean, three times, dude. You got to see this fight, Bill. It was, I got it, yeah. It was incredible. Now, uh, I've been looking at, I've been reading about you. So you make money through fighting, but you also have Fight Fit Lifestyle, Fight Fight CBD, and Fight Fit Crypto. What uh, cryo, crap. Oh, yeah, oh, so, oh uh, cryo. Oh, they said crypto. I think you guys are on crypto. Oh, 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 oh cryo. Like, now, what is all this? Uh, yeah, so Fight Fit Lifestyle is a, a brand, a fitness brand. Um, so basically I do apparel, we sponsor fighters, um, do their, their walkout shirts for the local level and, and try to help build them. Um, fight the CBD, CBD brand. Uh, we specialize in this, uh, CBD rub. It's a, it's a balm that is, uh, the most, uh, effective CBD balm that I've used. I, I sell it to a couple different, uh, doctors as well. So they, they resell it in their, in their place. Um, and then the cryo, it's uh, it it was a store, and uh, COVID kind of uh, shut that down. So I got the machine kind of uh, sitting in storage, and uh, it's something that I'll, I'll come back to. But uh, more more lately, I've been working on my my production team, which is Ocho TV. So we're working on a lot of original concepts uh, behind the scenes of uh, local MMA fighters. Uh, Following their journey, we got a show called Cocho. Uh, I'm a coach as well, so kind of kind of detailing different fighters' journeys and and their walks of life. Because some people fight because they want to be a UFC fighter. Some people fight just because they were a victim. Some people fight for fitness. So uh, kind of just uh, showing the the variety of uh, why people fight and why people train. Why do you um, fight? And it, why do I fight for yeah. respect? respect and i got the respect now so i fight i continue to fight because i have goals i set these goals for myself and i gotta make some money before i'm done with this sport oh well you deserve all the money you keep you keep doing those performances just i mean holy shit now you you grew up in california yeah i grew up in uh, los angeles uh till i was about 15 and then i uh, moved to bikini texas where'd you go to high school in la uh, uh, i started at gar high school in la in norwalk and then uh, moved my sophomore year to McKinney High School. Did you do any any wrestling or jiu-jitsu? Or? I did. I wrestled varsity my uh, my freshman year. And then uh, I got into it with my wrestling coach because over <laughs> uh, Christmas break, I did, didn't go to practice. And then, then after Christmas break, he was like, well, we ran five miles a day every day that you missed. So you owe me 20 miles today. And I was like... <laughs> I'm going to go do some hood rat shit with my friends. And then, uh, you know, looking back, 
it would it would have came in handy, but uh, twenty miles. You know, I, 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 I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I think he was just trying to trying to humble me, and at that point, I was not going to be humbled. Twenty miles to, to lose a kid that's a freshman on the varsity team—that's that's ridiculous. Really? Well, you know how yeah. these coaches are, Adam. I mean, a lot of them are working for pure ego. I would have been like, you owe me five miles a day for the till you get. 20. It'll do 20 yeah. on the one day. I mean, that's- yeah, yeah. He was, he was trying to humble me, and it just wasn't going to happen at that point in my life. I was, I was young and wild. Until, Did you uh, feel like reaching out to him now that you're in the UFC? Be like, hey, dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll be like, you missed weight if you would have ran the fucking 20 miles. Uh, yeah, if you would have done that 20 miles, that would have never happened. <laughs> now, um, did you uh, move to Texas? Why? Um, so I was getting in a lot of trouble out there in LA and, uh, my dad got a job out in here and, uh, basically we were like middle, lower class out there and it was total lifestyle change. We moved from middle, lower class to middle, upper class out here. So that kind of brought me around. Nice. Now, uh, how were the girls in Texas compared to LA? Man, I got a lot more attention. Uh, as I started going through high school, I, I got in a lot of fights in high school and, uh, because I was the kid from L.A. and everybody was all preppy white boys and I dressed different. So I get in a lot of fights. And since I was number eight on the football team, they call me Ocho. And uh, by junior year high school, I was like infamous for fighting. So that's when I was uh, I started getting real lucky with the ladies at that point. <laughs> so you beat up preppy, preppy kids in Texas. Uh, yeah. and, and girls like you for this. And then when did you start actually training, real training? Uh, so I started a fight club in my backyard. We called it Friday Night Fights. And because uh, I, I, was, I was tired of getting in trouble at school. I was like, you know, every time I get in a fight, I get suspended and it's not worth it. So why don't you guys just all be in my backyard? At, at one point, it, it, at some point, it wasn't about beef anymore. It was like people wanted to prove themselves. They're like, you know, this guy thinks he could fight. I think I could fight. So, so you, fight. were you like king of the mountain that everyone try and take you on? Exactly. I was like the I was the bar. If you if you could beat me, then you could fight. Like the Brad. So, uh, fucking gone. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd bring him in my backyard, and we fight, we scrap, and then uh, this one kid, he would catch me in like a triangle choke and start elbowing me in the face, in the head. And I'd be like, "Oh, what is this? What are you doing with your legs?" It's like this is jiu-jitsu. So I was like, "I got to learn that shit." And uh, I went and trained. Thirty days later, had my first amateur fight. Wait, you, know, sport. Did, you you said, hey, do you, do you belong to a gym or like, do you t- you go with that uh, guy, gym? Yeah, I went went with him and he was actually training in a garage and it was called Second Chance Gym in McKinney. And uh, his old school boxing coach, he said, uh, he said, if you want to fight, I can get you a fight. And I was like, yeah, 30 but, days but, training. But who was the judicial instructor in Second Chance Gym? He, he was an old school boxing coach who who knew a little, little bit. His name was uh, Coach Garcia, John Garcia. Uh, so you had your first amateur fight a month later after going to Second Chance Gym when you were a junior in high school. Uh, I was a senior at that point, yep. Did you win? No, I actually uh, lost a decision. I was brawling, and the guy kept taking me down. And I looked back. I was like, I was made for this. I was like, you know, he, he, was, he was way better than me, and I didn't get broken. And I was like, I just got to learn what well, that guy you know, So everyone yeah. that you, you would then be like, hey, teach me your ways. So then you yeah, figure exactly. out how to learn wrestling. 
Yeah, exactly. So then that that helped me build my career every time. Uh, and where did you learn, I, I was but where always, did you learn wrestling, though? You went second chance gym. You go to third chance gym after that and learn wrestling. Like where did <laughs> where did you learn yeah, wrestling? From there, from there, I, I learned a little bit more, and then uh, ended up going to North Dallas in the May with. Uh, Yeah. 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 North yeah, Dallas so, MMA with like some real. So people. there. Yeah, I went to North Dallas MMA with JD Shelley, and he kind of uh, he was a jiu-jitsu world champion, and uh, yeah, from from there, I mean, I, I grew. Uh, I was pretty much the only MMA fighter in the gym. I was going with jiu-jitsu guys or going with Muay Thai guys, but um, I had grown and and went professional while training there, and then eventually. Uh, fought these guys from octagon mma and fought multiple of them and uh after they started to get my number and i was like that's where i gotta go i gotta train with like-minded people with similar goals and uh octagon mma um from there i went on to become the lfa champion and then uh we started fortis mma right after that so you went from high school straight to professional fighting. Were your parents, was your dad like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to go to college. You need to do, no, I was, I was in and out something. of jail. I was in and out of jail a lot at that time. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. So you keep skipping these stories. We ask a question and then you're like, yeah, and I was a zombie. And, uh, and, then, I got, and then I got kidnapped by a bunch. Like, like, I was in prison for murder. And what then, were you in jail uh, for? Uh, evading arrest in a motor vehicle. I was just a hood rat. <laughs> Wait, you I, I didn't. Over. I w- so you got pulled over. There were hit the gas. Oh, you hit the gas. Yeah. Oh, you got, it was like a high speed chase. Oh yeah, in high school. In high school, why did you now? Why did you not? Was it your car? Yeah, I had a uh, 5.0, and I was getting a lot of tickets, and I was like, I'm not getting more tickets this time. I'm just gonna take off. I, wow. I didn't think that went through. And they and they <laughs> caught you, obviously. Was it helicopters? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, there was helicopters. Uh, I pulled into a neighborhood. They blocked off the neighborhood. <laughs> we got out, ran on foot. Helicopters. Yeah, crazy story. Every, this is high school. This is yeah. what you're. A, you're a junior in high school. Yeah, it was actually in the in the newspapers in the McKinney Gazette. Is there video <laughs> of it? No, I wish. I wish I was. Uh, that was what fifteen years ago. Oh, so yeah. uh, it was in the in the paper, the McKinney Gazette. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of infamous for that in high school. How much uh, was anybody in the car with you or just you by yourself? Yeah, I had a, a friend and then two girls in the back seat. Oh, they were all oh. screaming, go, 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 go. <laughs> your, your friends yeah, their parents hated one, me after that. Not one person was like, stop the car, get me the fuck out. The girls, too? They were into it? Yeah, they were like, go. <laughs> Everybody was like. Do it. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. Screaming. Yeah, you're they were 100, screaming. You're 100, 100, 100, 105, 105. I was going about 140 at one point. Jesus Christ. What yeah, type of car was, did it was you a, have? It was a 5.0 with a, a 347 stroker engine. It was like a way too much muscle for a 16-year-old kid. How much time in jail did you have to do for this? Uh, I did about a week, and then I was on probation from the time I was 16 until about 23. Okay. And then you didn't go back to jail at all between that? Oh, yeah, I did. (laughs) For what? Uh, Same thing. He just loves running from cops. <laughs> yeah, man. Just like tickets. <laughs> Hijacked an airplane. I, it was just. It was just. Yeah, just rebellion. Um, nothing serious, but it was always just like 
uh, I just had a, a problem with authority. And uh, as, as I grew, uh, when I had my son, changed everything. I, since I had my son, I haven't been back to jail since. I went one time and then I couldn't stand him not being able to, to see me, to hold me. And I was like, he deserves better. And at that point, I, I changed my life. That's amazing. I mean, that's, this is a, I mean, this is a crazy story. There's a fight club involved, a high-speed chase, yeah. uh, other arrests that we don't even know about. Um, were but, you drinking a lot? Was it like drugs and alcohol involved, or were you like sober? Yeah, there was definitely drugs and alcohol involved. <laughs> was that a trick question? Of course it was. Yeah, right? Like, I was, I was a kid. I was a little yeah. hood rat. Man. Did your mom come too to Texas, or just your dad? Yeah, my mom came as well, and uh, that that's exactly why they, they were all for me fighting, because that gave me some direction. And then, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't enough direction, but it definitely gave me something to uh, to get my head on straight about. And then when I had my son, that was, that was the, the last bar. That was like, no more trouble with the law. Now, your parents, they didn't mind you at a fight club in the backyard? Like, the other parents, like, hey... Uh... <laughs> I sent my kid to your house. He came home with bruises everywhere. Like right now, uh, yeah, my parents were going through a divorce at the time, so I was kind of able to get away with quite a bit. <laughs> I okay. kind of leveraged that to to have some freedom. They weren't yelled at you. Just say, "I learned it from watching YouTube." Yes, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, dad. Dad was usually uh, you know on the couch or not not at home. So mom was like, "Yeah, do what you want." Yeah, that's that's how I got. Now, one of your big fights was against Chase Hooper. That was, I think, the fight that uh, people, I mean, that was a great fight for you. Uh, I think that kind of put you on the map. You're already on the map, but that was a fight everyone was like, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chase Hooper is a, you know, a great grappler. Uh, were you nervous at all about his grappling skills? Not at all. Um, I'm definitely underrated in the grappling department. I fought multiple black belts. I've beaten black belts on the ground. Uh, yeah, I, I think people just, they didn't respect my, my pedigree at that point. Uh, just because I hadn't uh, fought any black belts in the UFC. Uh, well, I did actually met the set and uh, on the ground, I had my way with him. So, uh, I mean, the the kid is... Honestly, that was probably one of my easier fights, but definitely one of my easiest fights. But uh, I just had to be smart in that fight because I couldn't afford to lose to that kid. He has a, a lot of hype behind him, but uh, he hasn't really fought anybody uh, uh, besides the two guys that beat him, Alex Caceres and myself. Everybody else is like, who has the kid beat? Was the crowd booing you? Were they, were they, were they like, Were you like the villain in that fight? Yeah, I was the villain and I eat that shit up. Because, I mean, he's such a likable kid. He's a nice kid. He's a real, real nice yeah, kid. He basically I mean, rolls, <laughs> rolls to a heel hook. That's his, like, number one move, right? How do you, how do you avoid his heel hook? Like, what, do you have a trick that some fighters don't know? A million times. Stay calm. Do the right things. Yeah. Mind your P's and Q's. It's like a lot of guys, they end up in that position. And they haven't been there. They freak out. Like, I trained through that. I've been there in, in the high-intensity situations. You just got to compose yourself. Don't, don't panic and do something stupid. Got it. And so now you, you got a really cute kid. I see your kid on Instagram. You got a, you're working at the gym. You're one of the main guys. Fortis has like straight killers. I mean that, holy shit, you guys have some great fighters there. And you're one of the instructors over there, right? 
Yeah, um, uh, the I would say amateur, uh, the amateur Muay Thai instructor. I'm kind of building up the amateur program over there. Now, uh, there are no girls in Texas right now. I think that girls would like you. You're a badass. You have a. a, a oh heart yeah, badass. yeah. I just don't let them. Don't let them have my heart. <laughs> they can't have my body. They can't have my heart. Yeah. As a fighter and as a lover, don't let them get your hooks in. Right. Don't let their hooks exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah, I've been there, done that. I've been married, divorced at a young age, and uh, I've learned a lot of lessons at, at this age of my life. Well, I mean, how, how old are you? Because you look 70. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm 31. I'm 31. Uh, I was married at about 21, I believe, and uh, divorced by 23. So a right. uh, long time ago, and uh, I learned a lot from that. Well, man, you're a great guy. And I'm a fan, dude. I'm a uh, fan now, too. Jesus, I'm going to look up your fights. fights. Your fights are cool unbelievable. Shit. Your life story is crazy. Um, keep it up, man. Keep it up. Yeah, if you, if you, if you want to, uh, you know, hear more about the story, uh, I've, I've been sharing little snippets uh, on Ocho TV, my, uh, my YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash Ocho TV 08. And uh, we're working on more... Um, in-depth stories on that right now kind of even just you know the the outline of of my detail and uh future video following and uh and build a uh what would you call it interest i'm trying to build the interest i love it man well thank you man thank you for being you and i look forward for your next fight yeah i appreciate you having me on man. anytime take care steven you have a good one Nice to meet you. Bye. All right. Cool dude. <laughs> I love how they have these crazy stories. Like, oh, yeah, then I got arrested. I was like, wait, what? There's a, a helicopter. And um, I mean, what kind of fucking kids would just go, go, go? I mean, wh they're getting arrested also in this situation. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, if you're in a high-speed chase, you, I, I would assume, I mean. Don't you think these girls were like, we were just in the pack and we were scared. We had no idea. Probably, pro I mean, probably, uh, yeah, I mean, holy shit, I'm so but that dude is uh, hilarious, man. <laughs> He's great. Man, that, that's like one of my biggest fears, having a kid like that, uh, you know, just one thing after another, a <laughs> fight club in the backyard. I, I mean, at, at one, I mean, as a father, you're like, yeah, my kid's a badass, but you're just like, oh my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, 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 that wrestling coach, you got to run 20 miles? Come on. That's great. Oh, could, yeah. Could, I mean, all coaches are like you, Adam. Some of them are just absolute dicks who are like living their glory days and they don't like kids succeeding. Dude, a lot of them don't even uh, care at all. I mean, athletic directors, you should see how hard it is to get a program going. Like, it's like, uh, dude, I, one of my best friends is suspended right now. He can't, his team made the state finals. Uh, no, no, his teammate, uh, they have the States and like the masters coming up, whatever. He can't go to either him and his coach because he has like a wrestling club on Sundays. And the rule is like, you can't have, you can't have kids train there during season on Sundays. And one of the parents yeah. reported him. So now, now he can't go to state. Like the kids were getting extra practice. That's like, so ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, because one of the parents has a vendetta against him and told. Of course. And like, of course. like the kids weren't doing drugs. They weren't doing this. They weren't, they were wrestling on an extra day on, and then now he can't coach them. 
or the other is that is that cancel culture it's snitch culture that's the problem snitch culture yeah yeah that's where we live yeah i know it really is i was thinking about that this this cancel culture is like i'm not really buying it man i mean snoop dogg was at the halftime show and the puppy dog the puppy fucking thing the puppy bowl and he was accused of rape the last week. Uh, like, I don't think. Oh, that's right. My God. I mean, it was an accusation and he's saying it's bullshit. From right? like 10 years ago or something. Right, 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 right. right. But still, like, <laughs> the Super Bowl and, <laughs> and like Dr. Dre. And look, I, I, loved, I loved it. I was dancing. I'm a fan of, 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 that, of music and of, uh, of rap music and of Snoop Dogg's music. But Dr. Dre, like, admitted to like throwing his like beating up a woman like he's like yeah yeah shit i shouldn't have done so i'm not really feeling this whole kit i don't know but this is i think this is very selective cancel culture oh it Uh, for sure is of course it is yeah yeah. i'm just like i'm watching this going wait what you like you know how many times has eminem been canceled for his lyric yeah how many times you talk about beating up or killing gay people right if there's money to be made they don't cancel you Yes. They, they cancel you when you stop making hits. Like, yeah. When R. Kelly was making hits, he wasn't canceled. Yes. When, when Harvey Weinstein came, up with tulip, came out with Tulip Fever, he got fucking canceled. Oh, well, it yeah. wasn't after Pulp Fiction. I mean, the only one is like Kevin Spacey got canceled, but, uh, but that was like, that's not really canceling. That's like illegal activities. You, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, I guess there's the, the difference between, uh, who knows? <laughs> Talk about this forever. Anyway, Bill, you're the best. Fucking love Good to see you, buddy. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You too.